Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, can you believe it? We're finally here. I think it's E12. Uh, I think it's actually E11. No, it's E11, so I'm yep. jumping the gun. E11. Well, what's poppin', though? It's Malcolm Alexander. It is the Sound Servers podcast right here on iHeartRadio. I am joined by, of course... What's good? It's James White. Got your boy Rob Hunter to his left, to my left. It's me, Corbin. What's up? And, guys, we have a very soulful, a very sultry show to get down to today, okay? So our neo-soul um, authority here... Uh, James White, uh, his homework. We're going to be getting into, uh, in the latter part of the podcast, Erica Badu's live album. Great uh, assignment, by the way, might I add. But then um, our review today, it's going to be on, uh, revolve. It's going to revolve around Miles Davis's, um, well, his homage album by Robert Glasper. Um, it all comes in conjunction with the Miles Ahead biopic um, that Don Cheadle not only starred in as Miles Davis, but also directed. Um, and produced. And he got the voice down. He said, Jazz. Wait, which album are we doing again? <laughs> which one did you oh, do? Oh, Corbin. And the oh, album. Corbin. Oh, man. Okay, so here's the funny thing. We we said, we, okay, we didn't sit on the podcast last time because we were still figuring it out. But the the review is Mal, uh, is Robert Glasper's Everything is Beautiful. Yes. Which is the Miles Davis at Maja album. However, Corbin. <laughs> I thought you guys wanted to listen to the, the soundtrack. Sound. Of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and there are two different ones. And I know it can get confusing. But here's the funny thing. Robert Glasper, of course, he was still, he was the, like, he was executive producer, music producer behind the, all the music for the movie and, of course, the Samaj album. So you're not too far off. And the blunt of this, of course, is talking about Robert Glasper, um, who is, in most cases, man, he really is, uh, he loves Miles Davis. And I think he embodies a lot of what Miles Davis was. Um, down to actually the labels that they started off on both. They both started on Blue Note uh, Records, which is a jazz label found back in 1939. Um, wow. Ro- uh, Robert Glasper re- released all of his recent works, with the exception of this new one, uh, Everything is Beautiful. And Miles Davis released all his albums pre-1957 on Blue Note. So it's really cool. We're going to get down to that, though. Of course, music news to get into. Um, well, last night, Corbin, you're not really with us because you were with Simeon Mobile Disco last night. Yeah, they uh, played at the Crescent Ballroom last night. I wasn't going to go because I never really go out on School nights. nights. School yeah. nights, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, got convinced pretty hard, actually. Sadly, on, by us, and not, then we didn't even yeah. go. <laughs> I, I well, was going to say, like, he said he was going to go. I was like, okay. You, I, you were I part of the out. convincing. Oh, man. Yeah. And then Keisha gave me a call, and she said, we got to go to this. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, you're right. We got to go to this. So mm-hmm. we went. But the cool thing is, there was barely anybody there to no see way. a world renowned DJ. There are only, uh, well, there's two DJs, but there was only one that does the DJ set. Yeah. And yeah. they do, like, different arrangements for all their songs. So mm-hmm. it's especially when they're doing a DJ set. So it's really cool. It's different than what you'd see them live because when they do it live, they have all their knobs and whistles and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. Uh, by the time the end of the show, uh, it was about 1 o'clock. Oh, and there was no, about, there was about yeah. 12 people left in uh, Crescent Ballroom, and we were all still getting it. 
That's crazy. Got to meet uh, Josh Shaw, who's one of Simeon Mobile Disco at the end. That's cool. He's a cool guy. But like I said, I'm tired, and I have no idea what I'm talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> He's just all backwards. Like. Oh, man. But it's it, it's all good, man, because today it's all about feeling good, as every podcast is. But, you know, when it's that Neo soul. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, my, <laughs> excuse me, and when we're talking about Miles Davis. Play the bass, man. We can play the bass, man. We just talk about the jazz. It don't matter where your head's at. Um, uh, me and James are going to get into our experience in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love over the past weekend. Oh uh, my God. It was crazy. We were at the Roots picnic. Um, oh my God. Wild. We're going to get into that in a minute though. Um, Prophets of Rage. Oh. Yeah. This is, um, now this is the collaboration between, uh, Public Enemy, Cypress. Raging the Machine, and Cypress Hill. Yep. Correct. They're going to be here in Phoenix this September, but they're going on a tour, pretty much, in the Prophets of Rage. And so who from Raging the Machine is not a part of this? Zach, Zach De La Rocha. He's the only one, right? Yeah, he's the only and one. That was the, that's the singer, right? Yes. Uh-huh. The he's main the, guy. Wow. He's the main guy, but they decided to do this because they wanted to... They felt like it, uh, America needed to rage again. And because, isn't like Zach De La Rocha, isn't he like just a total dickhead anyway? He's an asshole. Yeah, so well, hear, he, I mean. that's what I've heard, but obviously... He is kind of a uh, politically outspoken, I guess mm-hmm. you would say. So he, you would expect that kind of person to be in it. I wonder if he'll show up at one of the dates. You I would hope so. But you know what matters to me is I think my biggest part, and you know, because I love Raising the Machine. I recommended them as homework. Um, I love Tom Morello. Um, yeah. So that guitar, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Like, and as long as I can hear that, I'll be straight. Um, because I like Public Enemy, and um, I was actually talking with some of my co- coworkers here on some of our stations, um, and I used to inter- intern with Matthew Blades, and he would always tell me, he was like, he was like, man, when I was your age, I used to just go to Cypress Hill concerts, and I would just be be blazing man i mean he's a family man now i could imagine him drinking smoking doing a darn thing but i, I went right when they announced the show uh for promise ranch i went to him and I, I said matthew you got to get a babysitter mm-hmm. we're gonna go get stoned and we're gonna listen to cypress hill like old days you're gonna be 23 <laughs> again just like me and he's like he's like i'm down man i was like let's do it the chances that he's gonna do that are probably no because his wife is gonna kill him it but- is on a saturday though for us so we at least got that going for us it's September not a school 14th. night yep Okay. We'll be in there. Prophets of Rage, they are going to be coming to a city near you, so definitely see the see, show. Okay, it's actually going to be cool because Rob is low-key going to see them uh, while he's on a vacation of his. Because, you know, we were getting on the topic of how uh, uh, Zach De La Roche, he's very politically outspoken. Uh, the Prophets of Rage are planning on being at the RNC in Cleveland. The Republican National Convention. No, what? Wait, yeah. to so, play or? No, no, no. no they're just gonna, to like. Yeah, they're going to rage somewhere. Yeah, just to like be there and just like Trump. cause a ruckus. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. No <laughs> way. They're going to be at the Republican it's National very, Convention. very similar to when the Foo Fighters trolled the uh, Westboro Baptist Church. Nice. Really? Yeah, and I do played that. across the street from their protest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're kind of doing the same thing. That's the whole reason they wanted to do this whole um, project, I guess you would call yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Because. It is timely. Basically because of Donald Trump. Well, and coincidentally, so July 19th, they're planning on being in Cleveland, where the Republican convention is. Mm -hmm. August 19th is their first actual show date, and they wrap up in October, like two, three weeks before the election. So they literally, their timing is just super political. And, you know, obviously you hate Trump. I mean, you got Public Enemy and Chuck D is outspoken as he is. And Be Real from Cypress Hill, who Mm -hmm. just, as you'd assume, wants to smoke weed. But he wants to be a rock star while he's at it. (laughs) Just overall just rebellious. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that'll be curious to see how they phrase this and what kind of political messages they send while they're on stage while we're in the middle of this election. That's crazy. And, you know, and again, using the platform, using music for what it's meant to be, you know, yes. and, 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 and that's, that's thing. It's, it's, it's to say something. I think 
um, not only with Prophets of Rage, but I think in all the albums that we're talking about today, being at the Roots picking, you know, the... I think a lot of this podcast, you know, the music that we talk about, it's music that has dialogue, and yeah. it always is. You know, I don't think it's any, none, none of it's ever mindless, you know, and I think that's beautiful. I can't wait to see the Prophets of Rage. Well, and except Zane. Zane was mindless. <laughs> that was mindless. Was, yeah. No, it was Lord. sex, 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 and sex, Corbin, okay? There was a message uh, behind uh, it. You just got uh, uh, to uh, dig uh, a little deep. AKA mindless. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about one thing, that's all. You know, oh, it's right. funny that you guys mentioned that, you know, the, the Prophets of Rage and you know, I was thinking about this in terms of the homework and Erica Badu. We'll get more into this. And, you know, there's several things I want out of music, but that sort of the message, even mm-hmm. if I don't even agree with the message, sure. if it's if it's resonating, it's resonating. And there were certain lines in Badu's album, and this is Baduism Live, that just got my head spinning. Oh, I was just thinking yeah. about it. I was like, wow. And I, I like that kind of stuff because it just gets me off on this, this whole different plane. But some of that Public Enemy music that I used to listen to as a kid, Ooh. and I'm like, you know, 12 years old, and I'm like, what are they talking about? But then you get mm-hmm. older, and you're like, oh, that's yeah, what they're talking man. about. Like, very staunch sentences on, on the war. You know, at the mm-hmm. time, you know, uh, we were in, uh, what was that, uh, the Gulf War? Yeah, um, first Gulf War. Uh, yeah, the, the first mm-hmm. Gulf War. They had incredibly outspoken about that. Yep. And, of course, you know, about uh, Bush's father, uh, so George Bush Sr., and, and such like that. I mean, their opinions, they made them so known at the time. Um, and Chuck D has always been incredibly outspoken, um, and he's always used his platform. So it's going to be. I, I like this collab. This collaborative effort of Prophets of Rage has huge potential, and I'm incredibly optimistic about it. So I'm curious to see kind of what comes of it. Um, I would only hope. Uh, is there going to be? Do you think there's going to be an album that comes out with this? Uh, they said they are recording music. They are going to put out some kind of something. Sure. Probably an EP. Probably yeah, like probably like an songs. EP. But and I'd assume probably this tour is going to be where it's going to be kind of a. Uh, like probably Raging the Machine being the band, Cypress Hill doing some of their old, their some of their hits. Yeah. Uh, same with Public Enemy doing their hits, and then maybe Rage doing some of their hits, and Chuck D will be the rapper and couple and of their, um, the Roach things like that. Yeah, a couple of their uh, their shows that they've already done because they just they just came out with a countdown on the Rage Against Machine Twitter. Like, yeah. A couple weeks ago, when we started doing ep- uh, episode nine mm-hmm. is when it happened, and then they did a one off show, and then they decided to do another show in L. A. Uh, because they did the first one at the Rainbow, I think it was the Rainbow Room. Yeah, uh, where Guns N' Roses did their secret show too. So um, then they just all of a sudden decided to do a tour. But if you look at their set list, it's heavily Rage Against the Machine stuff, and they do medleys of mm-hmm. Cypress Hill and yeah. and, uh, and Public Enemy, which could be really really cool because um, a recent experience for us was the Roots Picnic. Phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. I was, yeah, I was living through you guys above. on social media. Oh, I was man. Like, what are they I doing mean, that and, I'm and, not? And I, and I tried to say it, but the reason I, I, I bring that in because it was uh, the headliner of the whole thing was Usher backed by the roots. And Woo! I think the big allure to me was the fact that I knew that we would never see a show like this again. And that that's how the Roots Picnic always does their shows. They do it where, like, last year was Erica, um, and I forget who it was in years past, but it's cool because, you know, Erica doesn't tour with the roots. Usher doesn't tour with the Roots. And the point and the draw to the Roots Picnic is the fact that you're going to see this one-off show that can only happen one time. And what they did, similar to how you talked about the set list for Prophets of Rage, it was Roots hits, but it was also Usher hits. And it was changing up the arrangements and creating, you know, right. just and music they, underneath all these songs. Right. and just all these improvisations. Uh, and, then Black, and then Black Thought would come in, and he'd, uh, he'd throw down a verse on yeah. every song. and he would just like, freestyle. Just, like, right. he, like just, he'd hop on You Don't Have to Call. He'd hop on just anything. Just spit a 16, just like it was nothing. It on was, every song. And it was clean every It was time. so good. That's Black Thought. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's one of the best. But he, he does is that. one of the best, man. And it's crazy. Did you see their announcement Underrated. video for the Roots Picking at NYC? Because yeah. when, 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 when we were at the show, it was crazy. Like, when we were 
at the show, they like it. they said it, they announced it. They're like, we're going to New York, and everyone's like, maybe is that going to be this year, next year? I thought it was going to be next year, for yeah, sure. I thought it was but gonna, no, they wasted no no time. time. It's going to be October. It's going to be in New York, and it's cool because on the video, it's just Questlove sitting there with like a pen, just yep. making a beat, and Black Thought's just rapping, and then and then like Questlove would just say like one of the artists that's going to be there, and then Black Thought would just bam bring it in and just keep freestyling. But that's Black Thought, and that's Cats what he's from Denmark, whatever he was doing, yeah, like those man. these random facts, and he and he just goes in, and I'm like. You're so crazy, but again, they're also the, the Tonight Show band, and there's a reason that they have the platform that they do. The greatest band so, in all the land, man. Um, where do we start when it comes to? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we walk in. So we walk in. Lola Wolf is performing. And Zoe Kravitz. Hi, Lola Zoe, Wolf. Hi, Zoe. Huh? Uh, oh, it was a Hizo Kravitz. Yeah, uh, Hi, Zoe Kravitz. You oh, so fine. Oh my Hi, god, Zoe gorgeous. Wow. Yes, no, gorgeous. She was, yeah, she's she was very beautiful. She was wearing this like like this fishnet type top. In other things. words, it was see-through, was and I saw her nips, and I was like, yeah, whoa, that was kind of crazy. I, I was trying to step around it. Yeah, I saw her nips. No, no, I, I was like, okay, okay, Ariola's So you highlight right off the beginning. Power. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second, Free the nipple. Free the then, nipple. And then the second act that we saw, this is when we got flipped, uh, right? So we're watching Willow. And, uh, and, okay, so let and me Willow ask you a question, though, like, real quick. What prompted you to, to go watch Willow Smith? So well, I'm I'm a fan of Willow. Okay, yeah, I, I, I've, I've met like, her um, actually in the past. I've met her in uh, here in Phoenix, um, and that's really cool. Like I got to take photos uh, for her and her label, which is like Overbook Entertainment. That's like Will Smith's company. They actually like gave me their business card. They're like, "Yo, could you send us these photos?" I was like, "I have a Will Smith business card." Like, <laughs> like he wasn't even there, <laughs> right. and I was like shaking at the time. Like, um, but no, yeah, like so I'm I'm actually a fan of Willow, and so like I knew like we we saw Lola for a minute, then we looked at the clock, and we were like, "Okay, Willow is about to be on." Um, and so we go there, and she's just going through some of her stuff from her new album, and then um, she starts. She, act- kind of- she actually like like she's actually a really great performer, and it's she's so really cool good. that she uh, that she she did her one uh, infamous hit uh, with my hair back and with forth. My hair back and but forth. every time she performs it, apparently, like you told me about this, she does it like in a different style. She did an arrangement. So like when I saw her first do it here in Phoenix, she did like this kind of a, it was an acoustic R and B style. With this one, it was more like a reggae uh-huh. like uh, up tempo kind of rendition of it. And but the way she went into the song, she goes, uh, you know, she did whatever her set was. Then she goes, all right, I got I got a throwback for you guys real quick. And then she starts with my hair. Everyone's going crazy. And, you know, we're in the back. We had a beer. Like, you yeah. know, like we were chilling in the back. Yeah. You know, we're a festivals. Expensive one. Yeah. Like a twenty dollar beer or whatever. Right. Because festival, beers. festival. Beer. Yep. <laughs> no. Always so expensive. And, and, and I feel like the alcohol content is just even lowered on that. Like, probably. It's right. BS. It's half water, half beer. Oh, my God. Right. And so hot outside too. Oh, that doesn't affect you. Just humid, just yeah. sticky, and just people, right? So you're chugging this beer, and we're just chilling. She's doing with my hair. I'm like, this is great. So we're getting ready to actually go to the next act, which was gonna be on the other stage. And I think it was we were about to go see uh, Naughty Bayi, but we were about to go see. No, actually, we were gonna stay because Migos was coming up next. Migos was and coming up. Migos was gonna perform, but we were just like we were on the outskirts of the crowd. We weren't yeah, really so paying you're attention. Surveying at the we were yeah, we were just trying to like, for it. Yeah, we were yeah. still trying to like patrol and like walk around and stuff. Man. And then after she does what my hair, she says, I got one more throwback for you. And I'm like, she. You ain't that old. She she doesn't. Yeah, but you, you don't have like a another throwback hit. Drums, please. And Will Smith and oh Jazzy Judd just oh run out on stage. Oh! To this you song right here. That's all good. we hear. She's like, I got one more throwback for you. And, that, and, and you hear this. 
and everyone loses it. Okay, right no, as this call starts. I can recall myself being one of the first people to see it. I made a mad dash <laughs> no, to the well, front. That's I the was thing. like scooting in and out of the crowd. I felt like such like a gopher like like navigating like through Bro. the crowds and stuff. Like it was crazy. It like I, I just remember seeing this like this god looking figure just walking up from backstage, like caramel complexion, right? The most white tea, the most yep. crisp white tea I've ever seen in my life. I was like this is Will Smith. And I made this, like, <laughs> dash up to the crowd, and it was crazy. Well, then it was funny. Cause Will I, Smith. And then Jada came out. And, and Jada came out, and Jazzy Jeff was with and, him. Yeah. Like, and it was wild. And, you know, the funny thing is, is, like, because, like, we had, I, by the way, I still don't know what happened to the beers. Because <laughs> we had them. They were Will gone. Smith happened. Those Will were, Smith happened. Those were sacrifices to the festival. Oh, and, and, yeah, and trust me, much. it was so worth it. I will make the sacrifice again. But it was funny because, like, I was like, I, I see it come out, and before the chorus starts, some we were in the back, we were then in yes, the front. Immediately, and it's like because, like, bro, when I saw, but I would because I said the Fresh Prince is one of my top five rappers, like always and forever. I love Will, right? And right, I look at White, and White just looks back, and we went. Like, we left, and by the way, like, we were in Philly with two other people. We were there, Katrina and Dimitri. Shout out, you guys. I love you guys. Um, great trip. <laughs> Yo, like, we were we were suddenly in the back, and we were in the front so quickly. Just, and we got to see the wow. Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff perform Summertime in Philly. Philly. Just straight yeah, hand, in just Philly, we be out in the park. Like, wow, I, man. And, and it's funny, photos, I had no Meek and Nikki were in the back with them. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, everyone was back there. Anthony like, Mackie knew, was in the back with them. Everyone like, knew Will Smith was there before we did. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. I swear, all the, it was, all the I, post photos. I got just, chills. Like, I literally yeah. saw it, but, like, I had no idea. I was like, Gah! like, it was, <laughs> I had, I didn't know. Like, I've never, like, I just wasn't I expecting never in a million it. years would I would have thought that that would be the first time I ever, ever seen Will, Will Smith, Smith. him performing music. Same you here. know? Like, Same that's why I just wasn't ready for it. Like, like I always, I, w- I always thought, like, to see Will, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy a ticket for, like, a one-off LA show, one-off New York show. It's going to be worth it, I'm gonna buy a ticket. I just it was the last thing I was expecting. And you would think that you would expect it being in being in Philadelphia, you know, especially, especially with, Willow's and, and Willow's before yeah. you, you would think it, but it was just the last thing you were expecting. I was just like, oh whatever, you know, we're about to just chill. And he came out and we were at the front row put like and again, all love and if you got pushed and if I pushed you down, man or woman, I'm I help you out. I'm hey, incredibly natural sorry. Natural selection, man. Yeah, you but survival is Will Smith. Will Smith. Like you it's crazy. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Yeah, yep. right. But um, top moment of, of, of the festival, without a doubt, of course, it goes without saying. Um, after that, we saw, like, you know, eBay, and, and they were incredible. They're, um, they're a duo. They're a sister duo of twins. Um, French, French and Cuban. Yeah, French and Cuban. Gorgeous women, by the way. Yes. But they, um, they're they incredible musicians. Um, one's a producer. The other one's a vocalist. And they come to, they come together on incredible, um, like, French and, like, uh, island uh, style music is really cool. We saw the Migos. Um, but after that, the biggest one was Anderson Pac. Yeah. Um, for me. Man. However, my only thing is that his set was far too short. Oh, it well, was wild short, man. Really? And it, it, yeah, yeah, man. It was it was honestly kind of like deflating. And part of it was definitely like, OK, we forgot to preface like all of Roots Picnic with this. The crowd was bougie as hell the whole time. They were bougie. Everyone, really? like, it was more of like a, like, people came for, like, the fashion show that was the Roots Picnic. And I feel like, I don't know, like, this this kind of helped me, like, understand that at concerts, like, the dichotomy, or at least, like, the festival, uh, or at least festivals is, like, there are some people that come for the celebrity, like, of the festival and, like, mm-hmm. to see the artists. And they come for, like, a couple headliners and, like, maybe one or two, like, those extracts. And then there are other people that come to, like, enjoy the music, which was, like, us. But most of the people came that were there were, were there for, for the, the celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. You know, just to take pictures. They were the there. Scenesters. Exactly. Yeah. There's you a know? lot of Coachella people that do that. 
But yeah, yeah. Oh, but I'm yeah. finding that more and more. I mean, I'm finding that at concerts, just period. You know, right, exactly. it's like I don't. I mean, I didn't even care. I mean, like I, mean, I guess maybe when I'm in Phoenix, I'm like I'm a little more like laid back because I'm just like. I'll see more people that I know here. People might recognize me. Like in Philly, I was like, I don't care. So it's like artists are on stage. I'm singing every lyric. I'm dancing. And it's a, it's in, a nuts lineup. It's a nuts lineup. And you in know, like, you just want people to believe that, like you know, they believe in this music and love it just as much as you do because yeah. they're here. Yeah, you know. But it, no, that wasn't. the case. And it just wasn't the case, you know. But Anderson Buck, I mean, he, he was electrifying. His style was oh, great. Yeah, every man. song oh, was yeah. really, really cool. I mean. You know. Uh, And it really sucks because, like, it really sucks when the artist has to get condescending with the crowd. Like, hey, man, what's good? Like, y'all are awake? You know, like, Philly, Philly, you still with me? I hate to hear you with me. I was like, oh, my God, this crushes me right now. Like, the crowd is just not giving it. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Especially like when we're there, like getting down. Yeah, and it's Andy. Like it's Anderson Pack. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, people should really be feeling this. I'm like, you are the most, like you are one of the most buzzing artists on the come up right now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And Huge. like, people should really like. Really be messing with this, you know. Malibu was a phenomenal album. I mean, it's critically it, acclaimed. Still my, it's still it, my it's, favorite album of this it's, year. It's favorite of them, without a doubt. Yeah, like, like that. That makes I think that and like Coloring Books are like right oh, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. like and Pablo, like I, I think mm-hmm. are kind yeah. of like in that. And Lemonade. Okay, Ooh, oh, shoot. Lord. Okay, can't do this. I can't wait to see him live here in August. Exactly, and that's and that's another reason why we weren't that disappointed. Yeah, and added incentive. Said that too. You know, he was like, "Hey, y'all. You know, I'm on tour right now. I'm doing X, Y, Z." And we were like, "Oh." Okay, yeah. yeah. So if we want the real performance, go see him on tour. Yeah, and and I understand why it was short because it is a festival. I mean, and and I, I got to give it up to the Roots Picnic. Their organizers did incredibly well at organizing and keeping those sets um so concise, you know, concise yeah. and, and like, on time sure that they weren't overlapping each other like, exactly sounds, you know? exactly like, they, they did a great job with and that. the only dude that really didn't give a damn about that was uh was DMX, DMX. Oh, <laughs> and he went over <laughs> and he went over time because guys turns out DMX actually turned his life to Jesus. Yeah, but oh, he yeah. didn't. He, well, he's been in, what is it? Uh, Wait, Tent City. He's been in Tent City for so long. Yeah. Sheriff really Jones arrested him a lot. Really? I think he follows him around, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think he's probably moved out of Phoenix by now because yeah. he's like, keep getting arrested. Hold on, one quick tip from uh, from Anderson Pack. This was one thing that kind of like redeemed his set like a little bit, but then it also just completely tore me down at the same time. The last song on his set, yep. he did the tip. He did like the intro to "I Want to Be Your Lover" by Prince. <laughs> just the tip. So like he literally did just the tip, like he the intro breakdown in the beginning. Yeah, he, and he stopped it right at uh, "I Want to Be, be Your." And then Wait, thank no, you. I ain't got and, no like he stopped yep. it right there, there and yep. cut it off. 
and they just cut so, off. It was heart wrenching. Oh man. man! Oh my god! Because we got so hyped. But you it's know? funny because like, oh god, he doesn't want to do Prince tributes though. Because remember, he like not, he's like yeah. he's like I don't want to touch that. But yeah, like it, and he did it out of I am wrong. So like and cool because half right. the set he did on the drum set because he is Dude. a musician. He's a drum player and he's a, he's amazing and he can do it. He can sing so well. And play the drums all His at the same time. His voice is so anointed, man. Yeah, man, it's yeah. great. But yeah. it's so different. His oh, it's so different. So different. But it was dope because, level. like, uh, he finished "I Am Wrong," and then he's, he, you know, he, he's just going. He's like, "Hey, I want to thank y'all so much for coming." You know, hey, let's just dance real quick. And then, like, the the band switches up and they go, <laughs> and then he's, they start going in. I was like, "Uh oh, he's really about to do like, it." He's about to do it. Jeez. And then, like, and then he just. Boom, thank I you. I ain't got just, no, yeah. It just ends I, I, it. I got, like, through the I ain't got no money part. Yeah. And then, like, I just, oh, oh wait, he's putting the drum sticks now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so it. hurt right now. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, but, I mean, but Andy was great. However, yeah, I don't think Andy great. makes my top moments of the festival. He does not. And top three. He does not. I will see him again, and it's not a crack on him. It's yeah. strictly off the fact that there's it was too, too many short. good moments. That, there yeah, there's too many good moments. And there were better ones. And we're, you know, we're, out of 24 total acts, like, yeah. Like, yeah. There, there was definitely, like, with a 30 minute set from Anderson Pack, yeah, there were definitely yeah. better. Yeah. And, and I think one. No night, knock on Anderson, though. No, uh, no knock on Anderson on that. But I think the biggest in thing. Case you happen to be listening to this. Andy Pendrop. <laughs> Andy if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, it was. Can we get a retweet, please? DMX. <laughs> Did yeah, that? Yo, so, okay, man. His set was the gospel. I called it halfway through the set. I was like, this is gospel, like what we're watching. It was right now. But, because <laughs> he would do these songs. And you know what I mean? Like, we we don't wear the hood at. That's my favorite DMX song, by the way. He's doing where the hood at X gonna give it to you. He's doing all the hits. He brought Swizz out. Swizz was at the party. Oh, yeah. Brought yeah. Swizz out to do they uh, did a couple um, songs. Uh, 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 what's, they were like what's the, the biggest one? Party up. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, party up. They did party uh-huh. up yeah, and all that stuff. The Rough Riders anthem. But yes, yeah. yes, they did. Yeah, there it is. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But in between all the songs, and by the way, in the songs, you know, he's talking about niggas wanna try. Fuck these bitches. I don't fuck You know, it's like he's talking about this is DMX. You know, this is this is prime DMX. But he would cut a song off and say, the only reason I got through is because of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes, Preach pastor. And, and, and he would start like literally just like going to church on us. And he's yeah. like, you understand? My father's here. And his father comes out in overalls and a country hat because his dad from the South. And like. He's wearing overalls with no shirt on. With no, no shirt nothing. on underneath. Nothing <laughs> like, underneath. no shoes or I know, socks. I know just, he didn't have no underwear on because right. that's just how old, old black dads be. Like, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> From personal experience, sadly, like shout out to my dad. Yeah, bang out, like dude, just put some clothes on. Like why? Yeah. But like, like no, he ain't lying though. Like but, that's exactly what his dad represented. Yeah, like it just, but, but it was such a touching moment. It though. was such a touching moment because like and, and like they did this real intimate hug on stage. Yeah. But like and then he climbs up on the speaker and starts doing X on Give It To You. For real. But like the craziest part was like right in the middle of the set, he goes, "I got fourteen kids." <laughs> I done fucked women all around the world. <laughs> this is, of course, this is in between him in between, saying how Jesus saved yes, him. In between reading from the gospel. Yeah, in between reading from the gospel. And he, he literally was quoting scriptures, though. He, he did quote a, yeah, a scripture, no, too. He, like, but earlier then, on in his, in his dad. See, and, that, and that's also a testament to how old DMX is, too. Because, like, one, he was just happy to be there because, like, there was so many, like, there was so many people that were watching him, but they weren't really getting down either. But he was still, like, fucking with the crowd just because there were just so many people watching him. But he was yeah. just like, man, I'm just so glad that y'all came out to, like, to see me. And then, like, but. But then it's funny because he goes, I've been up with all these women around the world. I got 14 kids. But being here with y'all right now and y'all watching me live is better than the best pussy I've ever got. <laughs> ever. Now Jesus <laughs> brought me through it. I'm like, what are you doing? You're all over the place. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I think you're schizophrenic. Dude, like, I saw like, him he, once and they had to shut a... his mic off because he would kept 
He was going over his time. They well, shut his mic. That's off. what happened. And I started seeing that the stagehands in the back kept doing this. Like um, it was right after Where the Hood at, and I think after where he did two more songs. He did Party Up with Swizz, and then he did one more song. After that, he did the Party one that up was like somewhere that was definitely like in the middle of the, in the middle. I can't remember where he, he what towards he ended the end is when, when he started doing the songs that Drake sampled recently. Actually, that was uh, okay. I was can't it? remember the order, but I can't remember the order. But like he he did one of his like a, a couple of his like greatest hits sure. to, to end it. Well, okay, well, really to end it, like to absolutely end it, he sent us out on prayer yeah like literally he of had course. everyone like and, bow their heads and close yeah. their eyes like and he i know i did pray. oh i, I sure did. I, I put my hand up yeah. I, like, I put my head up like i was in church <laughs> and the funny thing is is that like before the prayer like before his last song the stagehands were already doing this right Let's and he didn't go, care X. like, like he, he made eye contact up. with him and then he just turned around and god got me through uh, uh, like it just okay <laughs> and, and here's another thing he finished every sentence with a growl my name is DMX. No, he did. And all these bitches out there. Back. But, it was, but, it, but it, that's the funny thing is that he would really. <laughs> he had so much like meaning and like vindication. But the reason he makes my top moments is because he would literally be like, God got me through. Play my stuff. Like he would growl in the middle of like, give it a prayer. Like I just. <laughs> I'm going to read from you now. You'll never, ever get it before, but like DMX. And surprisingly, such I would. A, such an old dad. They're like really? all the dad lectures. But I kind of want to go see him when he's Oh, yeah. July no, he, 23rd. he's old, but he's still kicking. But like, he yeah. got up on that speaker. He was getting down. He was getting he down, man. Energy. I was disappointed when I saw him, too, because I thought the crowd was going to go bananas and rough ride his anthem because he did the right. speaker yeah. thing, too. Yeah. And everybody was just, I'm like, oh, stop. Drop. And everybody's just like, yeah, and Jim I'm just like, you see him, man, feel that energy. Yeah, like, come right, on. Exactly. We're getting the mosh pit with this, this guy right now. This, right, like we were begging for mosh pit. Yes. Yeah, oh my God, and, and nothing was no happening. One. Nothing was happening. You know, and, 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 right and right when they I did, love, it got shut as down, much too. As, I, as much as I love mosh pits, really? I will not be that guy that starts one. No, 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 not at all. I'm not that guy that starts one. That's the funnest part is starting it. No, no, I can't be that guy in the crowd. You know, I love them. I'll be the second guy. I thank God for the guy that starts them. I'll be the second guy. Yeah. But. I have no problem. I, I can't do it. I don't I have to be, be a leader of Mosh Pit. Yeah. I'm still like very new to Mosh Pit. I'm still in my infancy when it comes to my involvement with Mosh Pits, thanks to James White. So because <laughs> he's the one that started me moshing. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm still very like in my. I'm still like okay when there's like 30 people in there and it's right. like when it's really cooking. That's when I'm like okay, yep. I'll hop in. But come not with that. me and my crew to a Run the Jewels show and we'll show See, you. Okay, but okay. if I had a, if I had a crew of people, like if I had like four or five like just like dudes that just 100 wanted wanted to mosh, oh, yeah, I the, started with them. Well, right? yeah, yeah, but it'd have to be yeah. a group. But like just me being one person now. But the one act um, that. Along with DMX made made my tops, and I and I know I speak for James when I say this. Yeah. And where I felt the crowd was truly involved, and involved in a way that almost made me cry because I've never seen anything like this. It was Castronata. Yeah. He is fire. Oh, yes, flame! I mean, and better each time because this this was my second time seeing him, and uh, both of ours are, second are, time. Are, are you sure this is actually our third? Because we saw him at FYF last year, and then we saw him at Summer's oh, we End. did see him at FYF. Yeah. So this is my third. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so my third time. So right in the middle of Keshawn's set, with which by the way was just amazing. Uh, oh I mean, it was God. so good. Just man, if you haven't after listened, after if you hit. haven't listened to ninety nine point nine percent yet, dropped two weeks ago. Yeah, dropped two weeks. Please ago. Please do. Yes, but one of the best albums. Please go. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Another one that I didn't even again. Yeah, that, God. Ugh, it so also many features albums here. Anderson Pack, Anderson Pack, and mm-hmm. and Fonte, who Craig we're talking David. later. Craig talking David, later. Aluna Dro- Little okay. Dragons, Goldwing. <laughs> we're just gonna go off. Said, but anyway, beautiful album. Go listen to it. But in the middle of his set, the crowd busted out into the electric slide. Yes. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it was, it wow. was everything. It was everything. And it was so in sync. Like, it was everyone so in sync. was like, so, see, okay, the following electric slide attempts weren't as successful. No, but that one that we had yeah. for, like, that good, for that song yeah. was perfect. It was perfect. And that, it was everything that I need. And honestly, it was so, like, see, okay, and this is where I thank Malcolm so much, too, for this. Because, like, this was one of my favorite performances. <laughs> oh, and, like, right before uh, right before we were we went to go see K. Trinado, it was Leon Bridges. Another incredible performance Another that we'll probably get into one. next. Yes, but. We uh, yeah, Leon Bridges was incredible, and um, we were really close for Leon Bridges. And next, after Leon Bridges, was going to be Usher in the Roots, but we were really close, like we, on that same like, stage. We yeah, were we were a within few feet distance. back, yeah, uh, of the stage, and right. like we yeah. kept looking. And the funny thing is, because the Keshawn stage was behind us, like right. directly right. across so the yard, we could have seen him performing from the stage that we were at because we they were heard the music. Yeah, got to well, get in that. Mix. They were mirrored exactly, the and, and and that's what White wanted, and I wanted the same thing because like what's cool because in between the sets, since it was right across, they're not going to play opposing stage at the same time. Right. So they were putting the video up of the performance on the screen if you were at the main stage. So we were at the main stage, so we would have saw Keshawn performing and same. heard it. But James was like, well, I, well, I want to be at. Yeah, and, exactly. and especially since the crowds had been flat all day, I was like, man, I have been itch- like I wore Vans because I was planning on shuffling my ass off that day. And I didn't really get to because, you know, the crowds had like been weak. So I was like, man, yeah. I really need this Catron. Yeah. Man. And, and so and he so, accompanied me. So we were close and, you know, our, our, our Dimitri and Katrina mm. with us as well. And. And and White's like, dude, I just really want to be the vacation out. I'm like, so are you really, really to give up these these front row seats for Usher? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go with you, bro. <laughs> and we went and I have zero regrets. I know he does as well. Um, it's another Leon, sacrifice to the festival yeah, gods. That was worth yeah, it. The beer, the leading Usher front row. It's a real it thing. Was, it's, it's a real thing. Hey, um, okay, and I'm ever so happy that we sacrificed Future like before we even got there because yeah. he had set, because he had set problems. He was having sound problems. Yeah, sound problems, and, and his set got cut crazy short, so I'm not mad yeah. I missed Future. I'm, I'm not mad um, at that at all. And apparently, uh, yeah, since it got cut short, it was kind of whatever, and people really weren't jumping either. So. Right. We didn't miss nothing crazy mm, from future. Philly crowd disappointed. Sadly, and you it think that in like, Philly it would I be lit. I thought it was going to be buck wild. Yeah, man, man. I thought it was going to be crazy. Yeah, Philly's but, supposed to be like that. Yeah. yeah that's what that's I'm like saying. That's like the vibe of the city. They booed Santa Claus, man. Oh, man, tell me about that. <laughs> booed Santa. <laughs> Shoot. Did they, did they hit him with an ice I ball? I think so, yeah. There's yeah. some snowball. Dang. <laughs> but, um, but Leon Bridges didn't exactly make the top only because, I and I think, not again, not on him, but on the crowd. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. uh, Leon that's Bridges. That's a big thing it shows. It's a huge thing. So underrated. Leon, his live vocals are so oh crisp. My so goodness, great, man! I mean, he, just just you could listen crazy. To MP3 like him and Usher. I could listen to MP3s of their live vocals. Of easy, you know. And what the craziest thing about it, you know, we were going back and forth, and it was funny because I'm like, you know, Leon Brady, he's such a gentleman. He doesn't do raunchy songs. None of his songs are about sex or <laughs> yeah. about bumping and grinding, nothing that. He's very like, you know, oh, pretty lady with that little bone in your head. You know, he's, he's all <laughs> like, yeah. that, that, that's him. You know, it's like, oh, beautiful woman, all that. And I love it, right? Um, and I'm over here dancing. I'm singing every lyric. People turn around at me like, what? How do you what, know this? What is wrong? And I'm just like, this is my stuff. But in the middle of his set. <laughs> This was this was probably one of, like this single moment was probably one of the top three like individual moments in of the, the moments. Whole yeah, his set didn't make it, but yeah, the his moments. set didn't. But the moment was great. Out of nowhere, uh, I hear doo 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 doo. 
It, it, well, no, no, no. It, it wasn't that. It wasn't. And I, and I look at him. And I was like, I was like, what is this? Because he, uh, no, hold up. hold up. And I'm sitting there, and, and I look at White. I'm like, he should do something raunchy, but he wouldn't. And he goes, this sounds like Pony from Genuine. Oh! And, I, and, 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 I, and I, right as I said, and it was almost like I hit post of a radio break. I said. I'm like, you know Leon Bridges. He's way too much of a gentleman to do a raunchy song. I'm just a bachelor. It goes right into it. <laughs> Looking for a partner. And it was wild. And he oh, did this. I mean, yes. and again, this is gentleman, like, just over here right. hitting it. I mean, and the cover was so dope. Mm. And that's what really got the crowd off. Because the uh-huh. crowd started. That's when you saw uh-huh. all the pretty girls start going, right. okay, Leon, all right. Like, they, was just, <laughs> they were in it. It was so cool. And uh, that set was crazy. But then after Leon... Uh, it was Usher. It was Usher, man. And Usher, back by baby. the Roots, uh, the Roots came out. They kind of jammed for a minute, and of course, it was lit. It was crazy. And we got we worked our way to a pretty good um viewing space yeah, for Usher right. too. By the way, um, and, and we could still hear it, and it was flawless. Yeah, you know? flawless. It was crazy. Was like His live vocals are crazy, uh, are amazing. Uh, started taking clothes off, of course, by the end of the set, down to a white <laughs> beater, and just dancing. You know, humping the stage on certain songs. Mm-hmm. People going crazy. Ladies going crazy. Ladies going crazy. People throwing panties. It was I threw panties. It was great. I would, uh, because you, you have to contribute yeah. to the panty throw when, when, when you're at an Usher concert. Really, do so. you really love Usher at a concert if you don't throw your panties? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You might as well so, go home. Yeah, so, so we all did. Yeah, like, like, we, we all brought panties mm-hmm. on yeah. top no, of we our all, We all went downtown Philly commando. Yeah, and, and Jess. <laughs> you know, <make> <laughs> Malcolm's dad commando. Oh, Malcolm's dad commando. Because they hey, what'd you do? Dad, put, 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 put some gun. Like, man, always, always. Um, but no, his set was crazy. He hit all his greatest hits, and we we kept saying, you know, he has this hit, he has this hit, he has this hit. Um, and what stuck out to me is that I kept saying, I'm like, I doubt he's going to do anything modern because his hits are in the day. He did a lot, he did 8701 stuff, he did confession stuff, and Love all of it sounded great. And the roots again, and we kind of talked about um, where Black thought he would add raps to it sometimes. They would bob and weave in and out of roots hits. They would do Usher hits. Um, Black thought would add freestyles onto the songs. But one of the best moments came. What song was he doing when um, – are you guys fans of the, Moondo- the Boondocks? Mm-hmm. Man, I never okay. saw it. Oh, man. Okay. It was um, – I, I think – I want to say it was You Got It Bad because he was trying was. to like describe – he was trying to describe Tom like yeah. in that episode. <laughs> yep. it, was, uh, it was You Got It Bad and – for the visuals behind him, they put the Usher episode of the Moondocks <laughs> as the visuals on loop, and like, oh and people. And, and the funny thing is, that's the one. That's the one moment of the entire festival that I feel like the crowd finally got it. Right. I kid you exactly. not. Exactly. Right when the visuals went up, the crowd was like, "Oh, oh my god!" Like, you know, it, it and it just, was just like, it, you oh, know, super funny. Like, <laughs> that was just such a monumental episode. Like that was just so huge. Like to culture yeah it was wild it it was that that was a great episode crazy and then special guests that came out um aside from yuna they did crush yuna's a new vocalist um they have a new single out right now usher and yuna that's on yuna's album but um at the end you know we thought usher was done and i was like um i kept saying like well i doubt he's gonna do climax because that's too new um that's off his looking for myself that's off his last album so i was like he's not gonna do that great song though produced by diplo um, and I'm like, I don't know how that's going to come off, cro- come across live too with the roots. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. But then he ended and he still hadn't done. Yeah. But then he went backstage and people were still there, but people started, man. Leaving. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. So people, there were people that left, uh, there were people that left maybe like half, maybe like 15. Set. Yeah. That left like 15, 20 minutes before like the set ended and they missed so they missed much. So much because, they, oh my God, Usher just kept Seems coming to- back out. So. Because the roots stayed on stage. Dude, don't forget the Prince tribute. Oh, I'm not. I'm oh not. Oh my god! And that's how they filled time. So right when they finished, 
I forget what what's the what's the guy's Jeffrey name? Jeffrey Liston. Jeffrey Liston. Lido in thirty years, pretty pretty much. much. Oh my god. <laughs> But he does this Prince tribute, which I think is one of the best Prince tributes I've seen. But he did it all on definitely a the beat best machine. one I've heard so far <laughs> on a beat machine. But he got Prince's music and made loops and was just like warping it, like messing with the modulation, like doing all types of wild stuff. And you would think that to you know to pick apart Prince's music, you shouldn't do that. It but it was, was so incredible, phenomenal. Yes, it was phenomenal. And then at, at he the, ended with uh, he ended with "Let's Go Crazy," and you know how the guitar solo on that song is so wild. Yeah. Oh my god, he does. He I, I can't remember. I just remember being so overwhelmed. I literally sat down. Yeah. I had my jaw open <laughs> and I was just listening to what oh, yeah. he was doing with that guitar. No, he solo. literally like I just crisscrossed applesauce. Like, yeah. Just fell to his knees <laughs> and just went. I just gotta sit down. It just sat. It was really cool. Um, and then right after that, Usher came back out, and I was like, oh, there's gonna be more songs. Lil John comes on stage with them. Yeah, they do yeah. yeah. and it was wild. Uh, it was wild, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, all right, that that's it. Like, yeah, it's like you know, Usher's like that's easily one of his biggest songs. Like, yeah, oh, easily. Like, yeah, like, I, I, like I that was, is his I was biggest. Shocked that he walked out yeah. without doing that. Yeah, but so then still after, initially, yeah, still, I still love that song. Yeah, right? thirteen years old. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way that you can't dance to that song what? when it comes on anywhere. It's thirteen years. Yeah, two thousand three. Oh yeah, oh yeah, wow. old. Dang. Yeah, but then he actually right after that song ends with climax. And ended the whole show with climax, and it it was perfect. Was and, perfect. and and the whole cr- like he had uh, the crowd like uh, carry like parts of the song too, like yep. like the chorus. And, and the there's just something that's so like therapeutic about that too. Oh, you know, man. like having the crowd like carry the mm-hmm. tune. The one time the crowd was in it, but yeah, it it, it was perfect. It was those crazy, are, man. Those are those religious type moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. They yeah. make they make Absolutely. the shows everything. And my it bad. was great, man. And yeah, it came out in January two thousand four. So it's not quite thirteen years. Not old. Not quite thirteen, but nonetheless, it is over a decade old. So that is <laughs> yeah, that something. enough. It's like that is an old song, right? Um, but yeah, man, all around, Roots Picnic was ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, man, nice. and so Absolutely. many crazy moments. Kaytrinata, electric, uh, electric slides, and Will Smith coming out, and and and. Anderson Pac and oh my Usher and everything that Usher set was and even Lil John came out and was like he's like man this he's is like the best I've, show I've ever yeah seen. he said Lil John like told him on stage he goes I've performed with you a lot I've seen a lot of your shows I've seen almost all of them he goes this is the best show I've ever seen of yours and it, and it felt like that it, like, it really did I'm and like you guys were for your first time and, and we were there Usher, you know and we were there with the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And and, and no one is ever going to be able to say that they saw the roots and Usher together, and the people except that 15 the, minutes early shouldn't say they saw the roots. Yeah, Usher except for people that, that were at Brooklyn Bowl, like during yeah. kind of the dressers of that before. the night before. Mm-hmm. But but, um, but we still saw the better version. We saw the better version. Heck you know, yeah, we, we yeah, saw the stage saw ready. The rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the visuals. You know, Not the real deal. Um, but nah, it, it was crazy, man. And so if y'all can get to the roots picnic next year, or if you can get to the in, the New York one this October, um, you should do it because it's crazy. Tang, D'Angelo, Wild, yeah. Oh yeah, stretching Bobito, throwing it back old school style. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's trombone wild. shorty, trombone shorty. Yeah, Styles P, EPMD like, is gonna be at Styles P. Royce five nine, he's an underrated rapper too. Oh, DJ Vert. Jazzy Jeff's gonna be there. Lil Vert. Oh, and Yuna's gonna be performing. Yeah, I actually just saw that. Wow. Yeah. So All right. crazy, crazy time in the city of brotherly love. Uh, check my IG Malcolm Alex NDR for photos because James is a model, and if y'all didn't know that. Oh, uh, you know. 
he posed up really well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, got some styling from Katrina Elise, Met Creatives. Yeah, what's popping? <laughs> um, I, saw go- that, I saw that dashiki you were wearing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, man, that thing was hot, man. Yeah. I, I had the chocolate whippers going crazy. <laughs> 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 it's catching all the eyeballs, man. Rubber necking. Yeah. They really were, though, because people, like, a, a lot of people just coming up, like, coming up to them. Because, like, I was, I technically wasn't in a dashiki. I was in a Guatemalan right. tunic is, is what mine was, right? So mine was not Africana. But, oh, my God, people kept coming up to uh, to White was like, oh, my God, I love your dashiki. You know, he just come up with the big afro, too. Yeah, you know, he was, just, yeah. he was just looking just beautiful and black What's and afrocentric. Up? He had <laughs> something know, to say. You know. Looking like an extra on Soul Train. Um, <laughs> That's the only thing. That's I would be slide. delighted to be an extra on Soul Train. I would be delighted. Just I would get down. Honored. What? That's all I got to do is dance? James oh was God. in his element. Oh, he was love in his it. element. You couldn't take James out. Um, but crazy time at the Roots Picnic, guys. It's a Sound Service podcast. We are on E11, not E12. Episode E11. 11. Um, pretty crazy, and it is a very soulful episode. Um, Miles Davis um, would have been 90 years old as of Man. two weeks ago. Would have been 90 years old, um, wow. but died uh, about 20 years ago um, in the 90s. And, um, of course, had his bouts, but struggled with drug addiction, but was surrounded with love, and it came out in the music. And nobody better, I think, than Robert Glasper to pay homage to him. And um, in this album that we're reviewing today, um, Everything is Beautiful. Because it's worth noting that they originally came to him and said, hey, we want you to do, uh, what, like a, a cover album or something. Mm-hmm. Well, right. And that's the thing. It wasn't a cover album. No, and that's what he said. He said, yeah. how about He's I like sample re- it mm-hmm. and reimagine it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And and he did it so well. You know, I, um, I've been a fan of Robert Glasper for, for years. Um, I... I, I I got on him with a. I mean, I knew his stuff before, but I became really became, became a fan uh, during Black Radio. Yep, that's uh, the one Black, I got. That's yeah, his and, biggest thing. Oh god, and then uh, Black Radio too. Um, I thought was was just as great. Um, but but for our listeners that don't know who Robert Glasper is, who is he? Robert Glasper is a keyboardist and producer and composer of uh, of modern music, jazz music. Um, definitely to, neo soul. Um, very I similar mean, to. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Brain feeder. Brain feeder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Flying Lotus. He's like a very hip hop. Yeah. Oriented. I just think, but without the electronic, like, he is like he's, a flying Lotus Thundercat. Like, yeah, yeah, like, hybrid. Yeah, hybrid. Hi- hybrid. Yeah, yeah but, but not sonically. Exactly. But but not sonically. You know, he, it's um, definitely way more like Neo Soul. With yeah, him. sans the electronic. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely right. think like in that same vein. Um, um, when it comes to like the overall feel of the music, um, and how you feel it, but it, uh, he's not as electronic as them. He's very synthy. Um, but he's not as electronic as Fly. Even though Low there are feels be. of electronic music in this album, without a doubt. Oh um, man, okay. With, yeah. with, without we a doubt. Get into that. Oh yeah, we we really gonna get into it. But the album it's called Everything Is Beautiful. Um, in uh, an homage album to, to Miles Davis. Um, and it comes as a second part to what Corbin reviewed <laughs> initially, <laughs> which was the Miles Davis Miles Ahead movie soundtrack. This is more the B side to it. Um, it's, it's more of a companion disc. I would it, say. It, it, exactly, it's it's a companion disc, um, and I like it because it is Rob. Nobody better to reimagine because man, if you're gonna take Miles Davis's music, like that's who's right. an all time yeah, great. Right. No, seriously, Ooh. like like you gotta be knowing what you're doing. You better know what you're doing. Like that's hard to do. But they, especially because Miles has so much music, so many different styles, and it almost the samples that he took, you wouldn't know unless you were a Miles fan. Mm-hmm. Cause he didn't, you know, he didn't take all right, the bitches brew, which, you know, that's Miles is probably most famous album. It is like, oh, I'm just going to take, I'm just going to redo the bitches brew. Yeah. He took it, you know, from fifties. He took yeah. some stuff from the seventies. Yeah. It was very subtle too. Yeah. It was very it subtle. Was super he, subtle. He had full, uh, carte blanche of his entire works. Mm-hmm. Just like he B sides, whatever he yeah. did. It, 
He yeah, no, he had the full stuff. like thing from Columbia. Like, is he? Yeah, that, it, that it was, was all the Columbia Miles Davis, Le- like Legacy Vault. Yeah, yeah, that was like like that was even Miles Davis like voice, mm-hmm. like his actual voice, like on the album. Like well, when they had like what's the funny, it was there. some of some of the voice was Miles Davis, some of it else was also Don Cheadle's voice. Really, like 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 Don Cheadle as Miles Davis, right? Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Some of those like uh, some of those openings, like he took some of that audio from the movie, which I is see. cool, and so. And even okay. like a bulk of that album, um, I think with three or four songs are actually just fully original works, like just fo- like even without samples, just again Hiatus Cody on there. Um, King, one of my favorite, yeah, oh, yeah, I love, love Hiatus Cody. Um, the King, um, those track, those, both those tracks were original pieces of work. There was not even they didn't use samples in those songs. Um, Erica Badu, the song that she's on, Maisha, uh, or, Maisha, or how, or how yeah. Maisha. Uh, some of that, yeah. Maisha, some of that. I would say. I Maisha, know. yeah. So long. Um, th- those were like that. She That's wrote a beautiful that. Song, yeah, man. she she yep. like those are original lyrics that that she wrote, and just the samples in and around it were 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 Miles Davis either vocals or uh, Robert Glasper was really good at sampling his keys. Um, never really sampled his trumpet much at all, at really? all, like at all in the album. And so I think it's cool because if you're not a fan of Miles Davis or if you if you're not familiar with Miles Davis, like and excuse my ignorance for, for Miles Davis. All I know of him is Bitches Brew. Exactly. Yeah. Have it. Same here. Listen to it numerous times. Love the album. I'm like, outside of that, though, I don't really know Miles Davis all that much. And I was worried about that going into the album because I was like, oh, they're going to be sampling songs or he's going to be reimagining songs. I didn't know that it was a reimagination at first or that he was going to be sampling. And so I was right. like, oh. I thought it was a tribute. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But but what, what does that mean in 2016? What, is, what does a tribute album mean? Because sometimes that means all covers that are nowhere near as good as the originals or that means we're going to sample a lot or just, you know. And he got the best of both worlds and just created this dare i say original body of work that is an homage and is a tribute to miles davis and i think would actually make miles smile very 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 big well yeah see i i don't know i was kind of gonna be like a little bit of a contrarian to it because really i think that like i i I like the idea of it being reimagined as like, you know, if Miles Davis was making music in 2016 and he was like in our uh, if he was like in our age group or like making music for millennials or whatever. This is sure. like what it would sound like. You know, that's mm-hmm. that was like the whole idea of this project. Yeah, I didn't really uh, like I think it's a great idea, but I don't really think that it was like executed that well. Same. I think a lot of the songs have like a lot of the same like drum patterns. And see, I, I just don't really think that this album really speaks to the complexity or really like the musical like caliber especially like of miles davis and a lot of the artists that are featured on here sure. I, I totally agree with you james I, I felt even though i only got a couple listens out of this album because i right. did listen to another album but <laughs> i i did feel when i did listen to the album it was very hodgepodgey it was very right. to the point where it wasn't put together as i thought well exactly. as i thought it would could have been exactly yeah like i i definitely felt that way too like there were so many uh like you know there were just so i don't know I, hits um, and misses for sure yeah, yeah definitely yeah and and you know and i feel like in a way this album artwork was supposed to like speak to how uh like how it was supposed to sound as well because for our listeners like the the album artwork it's very like basquiat influenced so it's very like abstract and uh like there's a whole bunch of like random stuff happening on it right i thought that that was supposed to speak to like this, uh, like the content of the songs, and then especially like just messing with jazz in general. Jazz is like an art form that you know it, it, it's random by mm-hmm. nature. You know, like like all these instruments just start playing and like they just come together and make one sound. Like that's what jazz is. Yeah, and Miles I, Davis. And I don't. I feel like it was too programmed. Miles Davis hated the word jazz too. Right. Yeah. He. he so I, I was reading something about that. To yeah, even, he hated it. To even consider this a jazz album is almost. A slap in the face. It's not very jazzy at all. Yeah, it's not jazzy at all. You know, there's no, like, real jazz elements on it. 
Yeah, and I, I think that was part of what I was disappointed in because I, you know, I didn't know what to expect because I listened to Black Radio, Robert Grasp, uh, Glasper's 2012 release, and it was a little bit more jazzy, but it was more of like a fusion sort of album. So I looked at who was on it, and I was like, oh, it's going to be a fusion album. But you know, when I think of jazz, I do think of those horns, and I think of certain right, that, that jazz right. you piano. Think of that scat, like yeah. that, those random, like just, yeah. Right. right. So right. I thought that was missing, and I thought the middle part of the album was really weak, songs five, six, and seven. Like there was, I, yes, there was just there, there was, was just two of them, five and seven, which number song see. is, and the little churches and song number seven is song for Selim. It was just like a a vocal that was just like ah, there was no real lyrics right. to it. I, it was just I think that's the awkward. that's the hiatus coyote one. Yeah, I and really wanted see, that song to be good too, because yeah. right. I really see, like coyote. I, I feel like that was the like most like abstract and experimental that the album got, which like I appreciate. And it was a longer song too. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> one of the longer songs, but um, but it was almost yeah. painful though to listen because it was so long and it wasn't much to it. Like I was <laughs> right, sitting there, right. and I was like. Those three songs didn't seem to fit because I, when I got out of this, I was like, you know, I don't know if you guys ever went on uh, songs. Uh, now got got, got by uh, Google Play bought mm-hmm. it, mm. but songs used to have playlists, so they'd have music people create these playlists, and it would have for your mood. So if you're Sunday afternoon chilling in the crib, cooling out, this is what I'd put on minus five, six, and seven. It's like a know. loungy type of atmosphere, which I kind of dug. To a point, and you there know, was only a, oh, sorry, no, no, please go ahead. I was like, there was only, a, to me, there was only maybe three standout tracks in the right. entire album. Same here, and I, one say- was my cut, was the Eric Badu cut, because it's an extremely good song. The way they rearranged it, and well, actually, I read that the actual song itself that Miles Davis did was double the length. So this this woo. song is seven minutes. The well, Miles like Davis release was song, fourteen to fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and get into it here. Wow. My issue. Yep. It's just so chill. It reminds me of a beach, and Mm -hmm. just her, just her voice is beautiful. It's so great on that. When I read about this track, and apparently Erica Badu is a huge Miles fan. she's got a huge Miles collection. So Glasper goes over her house, Mm -hmm. and they're like just pulling out records. And she's like, "If I'm going to do a Miles tribute, I want it to be a bossa sounding track." Yeah, right. That's what they came up with. So I liked that part of the song too. Is that they had like a little history to it? They put some Mm -hmm. work into it, and I was like, that made the song mean more once I read that. Most definitely. I think reading that, but you know what's, mm, you know what's funny is because I, I would agree with you guys, especially with the three songs in the middle. Right, it made the album lose my, my, like lose momentum like crazy. Yeah, like, even stop. though like e- even though okay, I, I I can't even lie. I did play Violets on my last radio show, <laughs> so I kind of did like like it when I first heard which it. Was, no, I, I like which Violets. Is Malcolm's cut too. Yeah, uh, it is, uh, and for very very valid reason. Can we play Honestly. it first? One time now. Like Yo, blues and greens and violets. Eyes get heavy with the weight of the world around the iris. So much that I be appalled to see them. Close your eyes and vision the cause for freedom. But when they open, it's a struggle to call BD them. Cause the streets is littered with niggas from mausoleums. Giving up is the last option. So when I spit my last doctrine, I make the audience clap for my offensive lines like they pass blocking. I really want to chill, but I ain't in that check. Don't want to live in excess. Oh, man. And the Jeez. beautiful thing about it, not only am I a huge Fontigolo fan, 
um, and uh, Little Brother fan, and their album The Mitchell Show was like easily one of the dopest like hip hop albums I think of like the past like into the two thousand the century I guess is that what it is? Um, Ninth Wonder produced it, and that's like the cool thing with Fonte is that that's piano's who, dope. yeah is really dope. Right, like like yeah. Ninth Wonder um is an incredible sampler, and I think that just composition wise they. Ninth they, is is crazy with sampling in in that show on this song and Ninth and Fonte they complement each other so well and uh, Robert has worked with Fonte in the past and so just this felt this is this this song felt like the most right absolutely. on the album because I'm actually bored by the Erica track really really like it's very it's very chill but like I kind of got that coming in the first four minutes listens. in you get it yeah right. you yeah, get yeah it. exactly you you get exactly. it exactly and, and it's kind of like and, and maybe because in the same week we listen to Erica Badu's live album and it's like right. when you hear the, her live vocals yeah, for real. And compared to just like this, this yeah. but it's been a hot minute like the mosey on yeah yeah because that it's was ninety seven that was recorded but live it's been it, a minute and I just don't want to imagine that Erica Badu's vocals have like and I'm not dwindled quite, down I'm not ready to give up that I'm not yet ready to, ready to give to give that up but it's just like because I understand that it's like you know. It's it's about Miles. It's not about her shining as a vocalist, but it's just. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love the bossa nova sound, but it was just mm-hmm. boring to me. So like that's why okay. when I look at the album, it's like I it, it loses me right after Violet. It's like Little Church, and I love Hiatus Cody. Mm-hmm. I lo- I love them. But there was They're, nothing to the song. But there was nothing to the song. Because yeah. ah, ah, ah. and I know and I know uh, I forget I forget the vocalist name, but I I don't think she wanted to put too many vocals in it because of as Miles Davis. I don't think she was like let's let's do something. I don't. I don't know if maybe they didn't know what, know what to write vocally to to a Miles Davis sample or anything like well, that. But like they're already abstract as it is. Yeah, but like right. six and seven, like just kind of got a little boring. And even Definitely. the one with King, even song for Salem, yeah, yeah, that one's like still kind of lulling. It's just lulling. Yeah. And, but those actually were the originals on the album. I think that's what it really? was oh. because they they were the original works. There really wasn't any sampling. They were strictly like we're just paying homage. And I'm like, well, right. what were you paying homage to? I mean, like I, the fact that it's wavy, the keys. I just really wasn't sure what the homage was paid to. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I think the reason I'm a fan of Robert Glasper, the album in itself was kind of like, nah. it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was, it was good. See, um, I, I felt but like, I, like, I just think that I don't, I think what it is, I couldn't imagine anyone else to do it and still produce as good of a project. Yeah. Than, no, no one else. Than Robert Glasper. Right no one all. else could have done this. You, 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 like, like I don't think like there's no one else that, that I'm that I'm like if I was thinking about Miles Davis like Donnie Trumpet, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> but maybe, like you know? maybe, but that would take that would take a lot, you yeah. know. Um, so, so I mean, I, I think in that regard, that's why I'm like, okay, it's a good album, but it it did it just I don't think it there was nothing that made me kind of like get up and whoo. Yeah. You know, like right. I did like like I, I just feel like like it was for the most part like it was good, but. It just wasn't complicated enough. Yeah, we sure. all agree though that the end of the album probably was the best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. last two tracks were very standout tracks, which were Absolutely. your two cuts, Robs and James. Ooh. Let's go with mine first. We'll save the best for last. Number ten for me. I'm leaving you. I love this cut too. Excuse me, Rob. This is the jam. This is the jam. <laughs> this just seems yeah, what this I, album should be to me was this song. Right. It's the song that you're picking, obviously. Right. Those are it. Like the, the best for last. I did like talking shit the first song because I liked hearing yeah. Miles' voice and I kind of set it, it up. Right. I like that. I liked Get a Walkin', no, song number two. I like song number three. 
I went like first five songs I was down with. I could listen to that in my my house. Take out six, seven, and eight. I could listen to this album again. But these are definitely these two and tracks. Maybe, that we're and playing. maybe milestones. Yeah, maybe milestones I liked too. a lot too. Right. But I'm leaving you was the track. I definitely am like I could. I, I can kind pop of this song on my phone and listen to that in right. a separate fashion for sure. Right. Yeah, no, I hear I'm leaving you, and I'm thinking, like, oh, I want, like, the entire album to sound like this. Yeah, right. You know? That's what I wanted. And then, it, like, it's so funny because I actually, like, really had some weird expectations of what I thought of this album because, so, I like, I go in and I save this album, and I'm looking at the track list, and, um, and I, like, I go to the bottom, and the last track is a song called Right On Brother with Stevie Wonder. So, immediately, like, I gravitate to that, right? Because it's Stevie Wonder. And then I go to it, and it's, like, like it has this this completely different feel from like everything else on the album now that I've like, you know, fully listened to it. But when I first uh, listened to this, like that was the first song I listened to. And then I, I, I went away from it after that. So I was like, Oh, okay. So this is going to be interesting. And then it is completely like anti everything else. So Corbin, go ahead. If you don't mind. like such like a club like Loki vibes it's Stevie I've Wonder had, right? it's Stevie Wonder on this harmonica like when you know that part right when he kicks in too It's definitely the most electronic sounding oh song. Oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so you will see tempo. James shuffling in video because we will be posting this video after. Because <laughs> he got up and shuffled his ass off just now. I could see that being played in the lounge for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, you sitting there eating brunch on and a it Sunday, sounded, kicking it. And it, you know, the funny thing is for, for it being electronic, it sounded more miles than anything on the album. Mm-hmm. Right. Which because is really clear, funny because that clarinet in the yeah, back, like it was man. so like spooky and like it, it felt. Oh, uh, no, it, it it was really good, man. Uh, it's called Everything Is Beautiful. It's 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 a good album. What's Listen sla- to it. What's slap scale here for you guys? Ooh, I feel like that was a three point four. That was a terrible way to sell it. It's a good album. You should it's listen. Good. Uh, no, um, let's just no. say it ain't no Zane. It, oh, worst album of the year by far. That is our floor for oh, everything. Man. I can make an album. It ain't no riff raff. Yeah. It, it, it's not Shoot. a riff raff album, but it's I'll it's throw good. it out there. Three point four. I'm I'm actually in a similar uh, space. I, I'm at three point four to three point eight. I think uh, is like the max it can get to. I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, three I'm point a, two ish. Three point two. I'm down right, on that, yeah. play the bass, man. Just play the bass. <laughs> I'm at a three. Yeah, I'm about okay. right there. I'm about a three. Because mm-hmm. right. just the, that, the six, seven, eight tracks are just like. Man, I, okay, I'm really thinking that point. So I'm really thinking that point four is too generous now. <laughs> the peer three point one. On. 3.1. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 3.1. That's wrong. 3. 3. And what'd you say, Malcolm? You're at a 3.4. I'm at a 3.4 to 3.8. 3.4 to 3.8. 3.8 is wild generous, but that is your opinion. It would have that, been. You know, it, it honestly, but I think it's. The Fonte and the Stevie Wonder track that sell me on the album, right. yeah. that, like okay. that, put it up. Like those tracks to me are like those are so good. Yeah, easy. That like that I'll give. Like I think it, I'm at three point four. Okay, all right. 
3.8 is when I'm really like, if I'm if you're really you shuffled, the Stevie like, Wonder track, if I'm really yeah. feeling Stevie Wonder, like, like if, if, if I, I hear that in the club, if I hear that in the club, the album's 3.8. That's what it'd be like. Like if I if I if I'm at a lounge somewhere and I hear that cut, okay, drinks on me. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> the, the whole bar get get left up that night. Like everyone get in a pack yeah. of cigarettes, like miles. Rounds. Let's go rounds for days uh it was crazy guys the album again it's everything is beautiful it's a tribute album from robert glasper to miles davis um off the heels of the miles ahead movie directed and casted um by don cheadle which is also a good soundtrack by the way a great soundtrack is it better than the album oh this is the soundtrack is way better than this. <laughs> good to know good to know that's funny. Well, you guys heard it here on the Sound Service Podcast. It's episode 11. Uh, thanks to James White. It's time to get into the homework. Now, boys, don't get into any trouble while mommy and daddy are gone. Okay, you know, I just realized we had an Erica Badu sample. In the homework, uh, in the homework yes. intro. Well, that's kind of lit. Thank you, oh, Rob, wait, once again wow. for that. Man, yeah. this whole like New this, this whole thing is sponsored E11, by also called Baduism. Baduism, the <laughs> Badu podcast. I love it. Um, James, I don't know what Man, to say. Okay. Thank you for this. Yeah, yeah hey, yeah. no, no problem, y'all. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to uh, prescribe this. Uh-huh. Uh, I hope this was a prescription too. It, it I was hope a prescription it was, like, of some medicine. It was to some you good medicine. It was. It was. Uh, Needed yeah, it. man. No, I, I, I love this album because like she did this immediately after Baduism because she was on tour, and I, I really think that this album is like one of her best vocal. I, I think that this album is like one of her best like vocal performances, like period. And I think and it's so overlooked. And it's so well put together and like live, recorded yeah. and like yeah, and the fact that it's live, she is. It, oh my gosh, she's such a great performer. You forget that it's live. If I didn't right. hear the audience, you literally think you're there with you, the audience the you, way that you listen to it. If I and that's what it was. And the funny thing is, is like you know, um, listen about it was. I mean, I've, we've all listened to Erica's albums. You know, the funny thing is, is I hadn't gone back. And I had, it's been a minute since I've heard live. Really? Yep. It's been, it's been, it had been a minute since I've heard live. And you you always have it in your car. Right. You have the CD of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 but but it's like I it's just one of those albums I don't dive into, and so you forget. How good and how strong how her vocals powerful. are, because yeah, um, like I haven't, and especially in recent years, she kind of like her vocals are getting a little older, you know. Yeah. Maybe, um, and I don't, and I don't know if and I want to say mature. She's get, she is getting weirder. She's getting weirder. She's, she, she is getting weirder. And, <laughs> yeah, so she's but, using her voice in completely different ways yeah. too. <laughs> but I mean, but you saw that coming, especially with the. Um, you know, uh, it's funny, even when, when you think about the tracks, what she's talking about, you know, chakras, that she's talking about why she has the tattoos, right. and talking Egypt about being, yeah, yeah, the Ankh, and, and, and Egypt being originally called uh, Kemet, uh, Kemet yep. and, and, you know, and the tattoos, and the, the cipher, and the circle, that's, and the, you know, like, it's like, oh, that is, like, so, yep, oh, I knew it, and, and I knew it was going to be somebody, it, yeah. so let's get right into it, let's, let's not spare no time, let's get right into it. Well, I, I chose the cut because I really like the fact that there's crowd participation in this album yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. makes you feel like you are there. And the crowd loved it. And the, yeah, the crowd is going. They're nuts. going crazy the whole time. So the, the part that I chose was right after she talks about her uh, her onk yeah. tattoo. Sisters, put your hands on your walls. <laughs> this portion represents the male principle of the birth canal. Brothers, put your hands on your male principle. <laughs> <laughs> And this portion represents the fallopian tube. 120, 120, 120, 360 degrees of life, completion, you and me, life. 
Man. Like it just yeah, it makes me feel like I was there yeah. and I wanted to be like, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. so funny. I mean, because you, you heard people. You want to grab your mail canal. Yeah. <laughs> like it made, I did it in my your car. Mail birth canal. I was like, oh, yeah. wait, oh, wait, wait a minute. I'm not even there. And she was pregnant when she performed. She, she with was. Andre three with seven. Five. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I so. felt she was performing to me. Yeah. Not Dude. even the crowd. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I was straight up. That's how intimate this performance is. I need is. this album like in high fidelity music, and I need it with high definition yes. like headphones. Absolutely. Like I feel like if I closed my yeah. eyes and I was like in a dark room, I would literally see. This is what I saw. Everything. I saw like a movie. So it's like a. I went. I used to go to this club. I went. One, this club in New Orleans called the Funky Butt. Ooh. <laughs> it used to be fun. like it used to be like a whorehouse, and it just smelled like <laughs> Funky Butt. So they named the club Funky Butt. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it was a straight up like this dingy jazz club. And it was like, it was the coolest place to see. It was just like cats up on stage just playing. And I pictured the smoky club, cramped stage, and got all these members of the band. And I picture her doing this. And I picture myself, I, I felt like I was the only one, even though there was crowd noise, I'm mm-hmm. like, she is singing to me. Yeah. And I right. liked her, and that her subtleness with the working of the crowd. How y'all feeling, sisters? Yeah. How y'all right. feeling, brothers? Yeah. How you doing over here? Yeah. And they're what just about going crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, were, and I loved that. And yeah. it was just, it was just so smooth. It was... Smooth as Rayon, if I can give a shout-out to my man Big L, came up with that line in one of his songs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I, it just felt like I was just in that room, and I was just like listening to this music, and I was just like, wow. And what I loved about this album, too, is just her thoughts to tie into your clip, Corbin. It was just the way she thinks because mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's different. Right. It's, it's a little bit off. It's not off in a bad way, but it's not the sort of the normal way everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. And she unveils that with her lyrics and some of her thoughts and the way she's explaining that particular clip. But you know, the funny thing is, it's it's still very hip hop, and people always want to yes. put her in this neo soul and uh, this and this neo soul uh, bubble. Mitch. But the thing is, is that she was raised hip hop. She right. is hip hop, and she, she only is, is she only has babies by rappers by rappers, and she's <laughs> a fem C. You know what I'm saying? Like she yeah. can rap. She showed that in the album. Yep. Uh, and the funny thing is about it, it's that like. I think the difference comes from it's like she's a black nerd, you know, and like when when we think about Public Enemy, when we think about Chuck D, when we think about Kanye, when we think about Andre and Jay Electronica, who has a bit, you know, it's like these right. these are crazy lyricists, but when you think about it, they're outcast. Mm-hmm. And that's where my clip kind of comes into play, and what I really appreciate about this album. I'm dope on a rope. They want to play tug of war. I was like, oh, Erica. Yeah, oh, man. No, man. It's been a hot 16, man. It's and been a hot 16, The man. way they transitioned, too, from on and on's regular beat yeah. to that. To, into Apple Tree. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my. Man, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. It took me so many times because, like, I remember, uh, um, like, I, just listening to the CD, you know, like, you like you don't really look at the song titles. Mm-hmm. But, like, try, like I, uh, I tried to spend so much time, like, trying to figure out how exactly she was doing that, like taking, like turning it from on and on into Apple Tree, like the yeah. way that she did it was just so subtle. Yeah, just that, one that, beat that changed beat is crazy. you, dude. Right, yep. exactly. 
and 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 I think like her covers on this album like were so were so great yes. too. And that was, and that all was night one was part. great. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, and I love that it because when she does her DJ sets, like DJ Lowdown, Loretta Brown, that's her DJ. That's name. what she's spinning. Yeah, yeah that's just spinning. That's the, that's that all she ever stuff. do is funk. It's disco, right? It, I mean, it's those it's are her roots. It, those are yeah. her roots, man. You know what Dude, I'm saying? Like, and and that's she, where hip hop comes from too. And then it was so great how she did it. Like she dressed it up with the uh, with the intro from Boogie Nights from Heat Wave, which is like this very like beautiful. It comes with like this harp and it has like like it has different like piano keys and so like she does that part she does the intro to boogie nights and then she goes into mary jane girls all night long and then and then because like she's performing in new york city this uh like this song isn't even like credited on the album but she performs funkin for jamaica by tom brown which is like an incredible song tom brown band but yeah one of my uh favorite covers on the album that she did was uh she covered a uh a legendary soul artist, like one, probably one of my favorite uh, recording artists of all time. Who uh, who put me onto this? Tyler the Creator, Roy Ayers. Uh, she Ooh. covered a uh, yeah, she covered a Roy Ayers song, "Searching," which was like his one of his best songs, and that is my clip. Man, yo, so she so she absolutely kills that. And I remember like I had I had discovered Roy Ayers like before actually before I um discovered this album and um when she like she starts off like her series of covers like in that break with that song. Mm-hmm. And I remember just losing it like, "Whoa, she's really covering Roy well, it, Ayers it just right hit now." Me. And and this also uh. and that's also probably what led to uh to the collab that they had on Mama's Gun, which mm-hmm. was clever where he was just getting like he didn't like it wasn't vocal, but he was like he featured uh, on the vibraphone yeah. and he killed it. That's yeah. one of my favorite Erica Badu songs right there. But Man. that, like, yeah, she kills that yeah. cover. So no, her, her covers are always really good. She has, she has a brilliant way of always switching up the arrangement just and then right she, where and it then she to did her. That Shaka Khan cover. Yeah. Stay. Oh my god. Oh, which that, is like, oh my god. And her vocals on that were nuts. So, so well, it's, it's like seamless. One package. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's seamless. And I want to say this is this is prime. This is coming off. This is just coming off. But with her being on tour, she was you know a notable person from the Soquarians. I think the Roots, if not Questlove, might have been backing her on drums for this. Um, oh really? I, I think well, he did. They they did uh, arrange other side of the game, which is the second track on the album. Oh, okay, right. so the yeah. did that yeah. song. Oh, okay. So and exactly. I mean, and, and you can hear that. I mean, because we heard it over the weekend. I mean, it's like, dude, the right. way the roots switch up, the way Questlove can go from ba, ba, from ba, any ba, ba, drum ba, ba, pattern ba, ba, at all, <laughs> it's just seamless. Like, and, and it's like it's seamless. You know, it is. It, it's crazy, and the whole album. I mean, it's a seamless album. Yep. Her vocals, her, the soul, everything—it's just—it literally sends your your heart on just like a, an ocean wave, just to to a beautiful shore. It was put yes. together with absolute care. Yeah, the whole with, with, with care. Every yeah. note. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and you recognize like, like when she's engaging with crowds, it's never like you with me. It's how you feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's like and it wasn't like as in she she's trying to get the audience to be with her. It's like no, they're with her. She's genuinely asking like, how y'all, how y'all doing? doing? Yeah, how, how how y'all feeling? Mm-hmm. Ladies, grab your floppy tubes. Like what? <laughs> but go ahead. It, it made me appreciate Baduism even more. Yeah, for, really, for, for real. Yeah, yeah. For real. She, she kills all the vocals like on that on that album. Like yeah. here. Oh right. And let me add Absolutely to it. Let me go back them. to Malcolm's clip for just a second because I almost picked that clip too on and on because there was one particular line in that that really stood out of all the great lines on this song, and it was the uh, 
most intellects don't believe in God, mm. but they fear us just the same. And the clip I almost picked, she changes the lyrics up in the live version. Because at first she quotes, it was quoted, to, I looked it up, some psychiatrist in like Austria or Australia or something like that said, you know, most intellects come in here and they talk about God, but they still fear God. And she's got, you know, out of the 5% nation, which is a spinoff of the Nation of Islam, which believe that, you know, the first people obviously were black. So in being made in God's image, black man, black woman, Adam and Eve, whatever you want to call it. So she says, flips the line around, most intellects don't believe in God, but fear us just the same. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. It's that. That line just got me thinking all yeah. kinds of different thoughts. And I was like, that album took me somewhere intellectually. And then, and then especially when she talks about uh, um, if we're made in his image, then call us by our names. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most intellects don't believe in exactly God. Exactly right. It's just the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but instead, I went with probably the most famous of the Erica Badu tracks, Tyrone. Hey. Ultimate Bam. drop the mic. Yeah, just the way it yeah. ends Use on that phone. live note. Yeah, like, what? And then oh, bless man. and then blesses us with an actual like recorded and like mixed version on the end of the album. I love the reprise. Yeah, yeah, no, the actual. Uh, well, wait, are you the talking about the reprise cut? or like the uh, the studio cut of of Tyrone? That's what I'm. Oh, because she comes back at the end. And doesn't she play it again in a replay? That's at least the way I looked at the track list. Oh, no, no, no. Like, the last album, no, the last track on the album is, like, the, uh, like, yeah. The actual the recorded. Because she had to yeah. put it somewhere, because yeah, that was right? obviously. Mm-hmm. So was, there's the radio single. It was the lead single, single. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But yep. I just love that. I just, the, the way, and she just, uh, but hold up. But you can't use my phone. And just drops it. And lets the crowd kind of come yep. in and take that note. Oh, yeah. That's right. the note. Take, take That's that the how line. you will. And <laughs> all the girls are like, yep. Yeah. yeah. But the best part is it, it's full circle. Time. It's full circle because she allowed Tyrone to be the antithesis of her career. Right. You're, you're like, like, which is crazy because like, it's full circle to her last effort is uh, the... You can't, oh, use, can't, my can't use my phone. You can't yeah, use my phone. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, and it, and the, that's mixtape. You know, even in, in modern times, and, and, and it rings true. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, it's always standing up, you know. I'm an independent woman, and, and it's 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 like you know we need to love each other as man and woman. But I can do it, and you know he, here I am. Hey, you can't use my phone. That'll call Tyrone. Like mm-hmm. like I, it, right. it, it, it's and it's stay true th- throughout her whole career, guys. Does this deserve to be on a slap scale at all? Nah, um, it's kind of hard to even put yeah, our nah. all like, our homeworks on slap scale. Uh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> yep. I, I couldn't put this on a slap scale. Nah, oh, it's too man. good. It's, it's too way good. too good, man. The album. It's Erica Badu's live, fresh off of Baduism. She was pregnant with Andre 3K's baby at the time. Oh. That's so so that's cool. why she was so magical, and that's why she was no. so mad. And that's why man. Andre 3000 brought it up that he's not Tyrone, and he's not about that song's not about him. Yeah, he had to. He had to let him know. Like I ain't Tyrone. What you do that to that girl? He's like, I didn't. You know. Yeah. It wasn't me. And the best part is, I love that that Erica and Andre are so close, and like they they live together in Dallas, and and right. how, and how, you know even though Seven's like eighteen, which is crazy. I mean, it's a and testament to the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. She up, it, like he was in her womb at the time, and he is now eighteen. Yeah. Like he, he just got accepted into like mad Ivy League schools. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because uh, he's smart, that. man. Uh-huh. He's super smart. He's crazy smart and an insane musician as well. 
um, that both I Erica mean, you know, when, when you're the offspring <laughs> of Erica, <laughs> Erica Badu and Andre You better be. <laughs> yeah, you it's like, like you really a, don't have a choice. Of that you band, are like shoot an off-white Jaden Smith. Honestly, pretty much. That's exactly what it is. Pretty much, man. Oh, that's so great. Guys, it's a Sound Supers podcast, episode 11, man. It's a soulful one. So who's up next for homework? It's my turn. Nice. I'm going to do something a little different for you guys. I'm not going to give you an album. Okay. What, in fact, I'm going to do is make you guys give me something. What? So we had a conversation prior to the getting on the air, so we can go, you guys can go in that direction. Mm-hmm. What I want from you guys is one to three songs that define who you are, that you think you know, sell you, that you think is James wow. White, Malcolm Alexander, is Corbin, and I'll give you some of mine as well. That's wow. deep. Yeah, I wanted to do something a little bit different than just That's listen deep. to an album because then Dang. we can get a little bit of flavors of of all who we are. Oh, I love that. Wow. No, oh, I, I love it. I'm, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. Three three I know. Songs. You said yep. one to three. I'm about to give three. Whatever you want to do. And I think, I you got know, ten songs that to divide If you're up for it, Corbin, we'll have to send you, make you do more clips if you want. I can help with that. Just but, put me to work over yeah. here. Oh, I know. my God. Well, I guess, you know, for our homework, let's get our clips in quickly. I, I think yeah. we can come up with, with our songs a little bit quicker. I don't know. And, I it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. Like, I think I can think of two right now, but I'm going to need some time to really sit on it. Yeah, but I'm going to need some time to sit on it um album view wise what's hot what's buzzing what do we want to talk about well that's that's where i was i was actually wanted to talk to you guys about this because uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been coming out we've been doing a lot of different things but we haven't really touched in on country music mm, i know none of us it. really like country music none of us really mess with it and there's a country artist that came out in the last uh, month or so uh sturgill simpson he has a really buzz in the indie uh, like indie fields and everything, but he just put album. out a it's new a, album. It's a really good album, actually. It is. And it's he, almost bluesy instead of country, but it's really good. He even covers Nirvana in that in nice. album wow. itself. Hmm. Um, I forgot the actual name of the album off the top of my head. I have it on my phone. Yeah. Hope, but uh, yeah, he yeah. just released the new album uh, almost two, I think, yeah, it was a couple months ago. Hold on here. I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> a Sailor's Guide to Earth. Sailor's Guide to Earth. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, yeah, let you guys, I'm game. Are you guys Let's interested in that? Yeah. Wait, I'm Sturgill Simpson, Sailor's Guide to Earth. Yep. This is that'll it. be the uh, that'll be the album of the review of the week. This All guy right. has a pretty epic mustache. Yeah. Right. I'm very excited. <laughs> for this. And then we are going to be talking about us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and By you know, music, it's and so us. wide open. It could be yeah. um, your heartbreak song. It could be your love song. It could be these lyrics just reach me. It could be this drum solo it is just who I am. Whatever it is, okay. you guys want. All right. Yeah. I like it. I, I like, like it a lot, guys. I like it a lot. Very excited. This is what, man, Great is, idea, we're for the kids, we're for the people, we're for the soul. The Sound Service Podcast. Once again, I'm Malcolm Alexander. I'm James White. Rob Hunter. And I'm Corbin. Man, we'll see you guys. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.